Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. According to the Federal Reserve, student loan debt has more than doubled in the last decade. In 2020, for the first time, Americans trying to better themselves by getting a higher education owed more than $1.7 trillion. Illinois is in the top 10 states with the most student debt, with borrowers on average owing more than $36,000 each. For a lot of folks, that kind of debt can hamper other major decisions and milestones, namely buying a home. Hi, I'm Christy, and I'm from Avondale. Um, I have a lot of student loan debt. Um, I'm 31 years old, and it has impacted me significantly as I've tried to build my life as an adult. Um, I'm not a homeowner. Um, I'm not sure when I'll be able to purchase a home. My name is Becky. I live in North Center. I was told when I took on my student loan debt that I'd easily be able to pay it off after I graduated. I know now that that's not quite the case. Uh, My law school debt is kind of like a tax on my life, what feels like for the rest of my life. And it means that it makes things like applying for mortgages or uh, paying for big things really difficult. But help may be on the way. There's a new program in Illinois that could get someone out of student debt and into a home of their own. Kristen Faust is here with more. She is the executive director of the Illinois Housing Development Authority. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to Reset. Hi, Sasha. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for being here. Uh, Tell us, Kristen, why it's so important for the state to have more homeowners as opposed to renters. Well, you know, to have healthy communities, yes, we need renters, and and we believe in renters, but you have to have homeowners, too. Folks who are putting down roots in the community, maybe households who want to raise their children in that community, then get involved in the schools. You need the stability that homeownership can offer is much sought after by a lot of households, like some of those callers you just heard. The security of having their own house, not having to worry about getting kicked out by a landlord but also um, putting down roots and forming that social fabric that we all want in a neighborhood and a place to live. Yeah, talk more about the community benefit from homeowners. Typically, homeowners are more involved in their children's school. Homeowners are more likely to vote. Then you start also getting into there's economic benefits to being a homeowner, right? But we invest in communities, and particularly low- and moderate-income communities, but also middle- and upper-income communities across the state, Um, helping create affordable housing opportunities. And we see often the strongest communities have a really healthy mix of renters and homeowners. Again, you're putting down a sense of place and you're saying, you know, this is my neighborhood, this is my block, I'm going to invest in myself, my own home, and also help my neighbors. And together we can make this place a great place to live. And homeownership really helps promote that. That's kind of the community benefit side. And then there's also, you know, the economic benefits. Yeah, talk more about that. For most Americans, owning a home is really going to be your largest asset purchase, but it's also going to be your most likely way to um, build wealth. You're not buying a house to get rich, but in buying a house, it does create equity as you pay down that mortgage, and typically it is the path to reaching the middle class. If you look at um, building wealth in the Black and Latino communities, for example— the lower home ownership rates are one of the leading reasons 
why there isn't as much wealth built in the black and Latino communities. It's really our biggest asset for most of us. And so we want to encourage people that have that goal. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But if you're interested in being a homeowner, you're ready. You've saved some money from down payment. But there is something stopping you. And that something stopping you is that huge amount of student debt. We want to help those households enter the home ownership market. Because we also know that the younger you are, you know, the earlier that you purchase your first home, the more likely, it's not guaranteed, that you are also to help build that wealth. So 10, 15, 20 years from now um, that you look and you see, you know, your house is an asset, you've built equity, maybe you need to take out a home equity loan to then start your small business or help your kid go to college or whatever it is. But it's a path. It's a path to economic stability. Well, the Illinois Housing Development Authority is behind this program to boost home ownership. So tell us about SmartBuy. Yeah, so we are really excited to have this new product available for people who want to uh, buy a house in Illinois and have student debt. And that debt is keeping them from qualifying. And so it is a down payment assistance program that basically will pay off up to uh, $40,000 of your student debt. And uh, you have to qualify for the mortgage otherwise. And then we, we pay off their student debt. Now, it's actually technically up to 15% of the purchase price, but it can go up to 40000 And the other another important caveat, there are, there are you know, several um, aspects to qualification, but another important caveat is that $40,000 needs to pay off all your student debt. And so we need to see that student debt paid to zero. But can you imagine, we've already had, we have 100 reservations already. We just opened the program. We have 12 that have already closed. And literally at the closing table, we are, we've been able to pay off $32,000 of debt for a particular homeowner, $35,000 wow. of debt for another brand-new homeowner. And it really lifts that burden. We've burdened this younger generation with student debt in a way we never have in our society. And if we really want them to put down roots, to become homeowners, to be able to start pursuing their dreams of small business or having families – we really see um, this program actually right. um, helping create that path. And so you mentioned $40,000 being the, the max. Tell us a bit more about how you can qualify for this. So what you want to do is you want to reach out to Ida works with um, over 100 different lenders across the state. Um, I would encourage folks to go to the idamortgage.org. That's I-H-D-A-M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E.org and find a list of our participating lenders. And then you're going to go talk to that lender and you're going to get pre-qualified. And then, but you're going to talk to them about this particular program and ask about this particular program and work with that lender to determine your eligibility. Kristen, let's pull another voice into this conversation. On the line with us now in Naperville is Asia Moorhead. She says her student debt not only impacted her ability to become a homeowner, but it's still a growing burden today. Hi, Asia. Welcome to Reset. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for talking with us. You are now a homeowner, but the path to buying this house wasn't so easy. Can you talk to us about the experience and the role that your student loan debt played in all of this? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with all the other callers as well, that not just in the home buying process, but everywhere is kind of followed and impacted me. I came out owing $83,000 in student loans. Now with the interest and fees, 
and a time that I took a forbearance because I couldn't afford to pay, I owe $126,000. So when it came to getting a home loan, I mean, my credit was good. I had been renting for 13 years, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, paying earlier on time. But the student loans is what really got me. So I had kind of been strung along by one lender for at least six or seven months. And then they told me that I was rejected because of my student loans, because uh, I am on an income-based repayment plan. Okay. And my payments are low right now, but they said, say you don't recertify or something, you would owe too much a month to be able to afford your home and pay for your student loans. So I was denied, then denied by another lender. And then finally, a broker ended up... Uh, accepting me. So yeah, I've been a homeowner since 2017. And you you told us that you have more student loan debt now than you did when you graduated, despite making all of your payments, Asia. So how does that make you feel, first of all? Uh, it's very frustrating. And it just, it, you just feel kind of defeated, like you'll never get rid of it. It'll always be there. And then programs like this, like sound amazing. I was excited to hear about it, but I wouldn't even qualify. My interest doesn't even pay off the 40000 that they're talking about. But it feels kind of like the deck is stacked against you. And then at the same time, my home loan looks a lot like my student loans. You know, I'm paying because I didn't have a lot to save. And for my down payment, I have higher monthly mortgage payments. I have mortgage insurance, mm-hmm. a higher interest rate because of my student loans. So I'm not paying a lot of principal. I'm paying a lot of interest and fees just like on my student loans. So at least I know with my house, it'll be 30 years and I can pay it off. I don't think in my lifetime I'll ever pay off my student loans. What do you want people to know, Asia, about what this experience has been like for you? For for others like you as well, who go to school, get a job, you know, try to do the right thing, buy a home, only to then be denied by lenders just because of your student loans. Yeah, I mean, and also, I don't think it's just because of my student loans. I think there are other algorithms. With me being a black single mother as well, you know, I had my son when I was 16 years old. So, you know, I finished high school, college, and graduate school with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were other factors that probably led to lending decisions. But, you know, the one that they told me by the first lender when I was rejected was my student loans. So, like, I would just say that you have to keep trying. Um, I had a very scrappy and knowledgeable realtor who had a lot of knowledge about the process because I was ready to give up quite a few times. But he, you know, kept going, kept looking for other lenders for me. But I would just say keep trying and use all the resources that are available, just like this program. And a lot of people who claim to, you know, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and pay back the debt that you owe, they have a lot of help. They have, you know, help paying for education, help with their down payments, People are paying for their weddings, child support, alimony. They have a lot of help. Right, right. So don't be afraid to take help yourself. And I wouldn't have got where I am without my community, my realtor, which was amazing, and just people encouraging me. You know, because unfortunately the bootstrap issue makes me pay a lot more in the end. Congrats on the home, Asia. That's Naperville resident Asia Moorhead. Asia, thanks so much for sharing your story. No problem. Thank you. Still with us is Kristen Faust, the executive director of the Illinois Housing Development Authority. Kristen, your reaction to hearing Asia's story, it's it's like so many other people's stories. She says she probably wouldn't qualify for Smart Buy, but she likes what she's hearing. I mean, that was an amazing story. Asia is clearly an amazing woman. And as she said, 
the tenacity that she had, and at, at a certain point her, her realtor helped her. I mean, imagine the burden and the weight. We need to unleash the economic potential, the dream potential of folks in the 20s and 30s. And this program is not age-restricted, but, but it is that younger generation that is not being able to buy homes, that we know this. People are not being able to buy homes the way they used to at the same age. The average age of the first-time home buyers has gone up by eight or nine years mm-hmm. in the last decade. And so, again, you're entering that home market later. You're starting to build that equity later. Asa just said it so beautifully. Don't be afraid to ask for some help because, you know, honestly, the number one source of down payment in general for white households is parents. If you don't have parents that can help for down payment, whether you're white or African-American, Latino, you want to look and see where there's down payment assistance programs like Ida offers to help you, you know, take that first step. So I just kudos to Asia. And she's right. She does. She had too much student debt for our program. But we do know that the average amount of student debt for people in Illinois is about 30,000. We know it's higher for African-American Latino households, up to Mm 38,000. And so we did size the program at 40 with that knowledge. We also have limited funds. We think that we'll have enough um, funds to fund about 500 to 1,000 homeowners. It comes from capital bill money from the state of Illinois. It is limited. We do hope that people, you know, apply, think about this now and soon. Right. Well, we're almost out of time, Kristen, but, you know, Smart Buy, it sounds like a very important effort that could really go a long way. But as we've sort of touched on, it doesn't speak to the problem as a whole, right? It's kind of a Band-Aid that is trying to cover up a really systemic issue here. So what do you think needs to happen to allow folks to access higher education without being burdened by thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that can be nearly impossible to pay off? Yeah, that's a great question, Sasha. So actually, we've written a letter at IDA, and we've gathered already three case stories from the uh, 12 closings that we've already had, and we're getting ready to um, send that letter to Washington, D.C. as they start have been talking about forgiving student debt. We want them to see these stories and all the other economic benefits that would come from forgiving student debt. Because if we want to grow home ownership, we want more people to put down roots in Illinois. We want to grow Illinois. We have to, as a society, address the student debt. And so um, we're going to take our success stories in Illinois and bring them to Washington, D.C., and see if they can be used as rationale for um, helping people nationally. Well, best of luck. That's Kristen Faust with the Illinois Housing Development Authority. Kristen, thanks for talking with us. Thanks so much. And that's today's Reset. If you know someone struggling with student debt, let them know about this podcast. We love to inform you and we love to make you laugh. But what we really love to do at Reset is make a difference for our listeners. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening and we'll meet again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.